Hello and welcome to SEO SAS. It is 2020 and we are back. You are joined with me, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Gymshark and the lovely Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at LikeMind Media. So SEO SAS stands for obviously SEO and then special answering service because we like to think that we're going to give you lots of really juicy, amazing, interesting facts and figures and just opinions about SEO. Pretty much everything you're going to need for 2020. This show is brought to you by the team at LikeMind Media. Like my media, help clients find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, content, or even podcasts, just like this one. We're actually using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like you. Thanks, Hannah. So, Sarah, how are you? It's been ages. Great start. Loving the intro to the podcast. Thank you. Probably not the best, but you know. What are you on about? <laughs> you are good at your intros. You are the intro queen. Well, well, thank you, but I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Can you believe we are in a whole new different century? Is that right? Decade. 20, a decade? Decade. Yeah. Decade. <laughs> How long is a century? 100 years. Oh, okay. Uh, I got a bit excited. It's a new century. <laughs> I love you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Spreading the love. I love you too. Thank you. How are we doing? How's January treating you so far? Not too bad. See, we, we, we've done it quite well at Gymshark, I think, where you could have chosen to have... Say the, so we've done the first week back, but before then you could also have chosen to work the Thursday and Friday, which is what I did. I'm really glad I did because I kind of just got back into the swing of it those two days, which has meant that this week felt normal rather than like, a, I don't know, a ton of bricks landing on top of me. Mm. So I feel like I'm back into the swing of things, going to see an amazing sports massage person sports masseur masseur masseuse masseur masseur he's female he's male oh for goodness sake you can tell it's the morning can't you definitely and it's i don't know why i that took so long my brain isn't working today yeah, but it's a really good day to talk about something technical well i was just gonna say because my so we had christmas and new year and then it was my birthday so i've been here there and everywhere and i'm going to talk about this now because obviously we batch record so probably the next time we batch record we might have a new baby in the family oh my word so yeah so my sister she is pregnant Still pregnant at the moment, so she was due two days ago. So the baby's still hanging on in there, all warm. But yeah, so any minute now, she could have the baby. So that's quite exciting for us. It's very exciting. So really excited to be an auntie. Auntie Sarah. I've decided that I'm going to be the cool aunt. Of course. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm so cool. That's, I mean. I didn't know if you had a tumbleweed. (laughs) We don't have a tumbleweed (laughs) noise. We don't. You are very cool. But yes, so that's my exciting news. So next time we do some patch recording, I'll be an auntie. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. (laughs) So let's all get a bit more technical to start the year off, I think. What do you think? Yeah, let's kick it off as we mean to go on. So I imagine that there's quite a few people that new new year, new resolutions and stuff. But instead of... the standard things is, I don't know, get a bit fitter, lose a jean size, all that stuff. Rather than doing that, because, you know, everyone's beautiful how they are and just stay how you are, people. Keep it real. Why don't you instead kick off January and step up your technical SEO for the new year? Oh, aspirational. I like mm. it. So, SEO aspirational. <laughs> 
So smooth, Hannah. Thank you. So basically, what we are going to do in this podcast is there's a lot of SEO jargon out there. And obviously, each episode, we will, so we'll talk about canonicals. Canonicals, uh, yeah. Nearly, nearly. I will get it right one day. And we talk about <laughs> stuff like href lang tags, but there's a lot more jargon and SEO terms out there. And it can be a bit daunting, especially when you're having conversations yeah. and someone's talking about pagination, they're talking about CSS, they're talking about log files and um, content delivery network, like all these sort of terms that get banded around and I don't know about you but when I first started in the SEO industry there's a lot of nodding my head <laughs> like yeah I know what you're talking about so we're going to be your glossary today really aren't we yeah so we're not going to go into a lot of depth with each one we're, and we're not going to cover absolutely everything we're just going to pick we've kind of gone through the ones that we think everyone should know about yeah so that they are technical for a reason no one wants a two a two hour long podcast so we're not going to go crazy and um, but we like you said we do want you to know what people are talking about and yeah. to be able to nod your head because you understand rather than like explain. <laughs> so, and I mean, I'm just going to do a bit of a caveat because this is going to be fun and games for me, isn't it? Because I can't pronounce anything right. So as long as you know what you mean, I can say what everybody else knows it as, and then we can carry on talking about it as you mean. And I'm just going to say the English language is there for interpretation. So if you want to say stuff in a different way. Oh, you've just annoyed all the grammar Nazis and all that kind of stuff out there. Hey, I'm okay with that. So I'm going to start off because why not? Okay, go for it. I'll let you have that. So the first word on the SEO SAS glossary podcast show is pagination. Very good. (laughs) What did you call it earlier? (laughs) Pagination, pagination, pagination. <laughs> Say it how you want, guys. Uh, <laughs> so, going to make you look like an expert, though. When <laughs> just, just a caveat there. But yeah, carry on. So, pagination is how items, articles, or products are ordered on pages on your website. So, for example, if you have five pages of washing machines, the way that the washing machines are divided into pages is pagination. Yeah. <laughs> So it's really simple. It's the numbers at the bottom of the page. Yeah. That kind of thing. And it, it just sounds really complex. See, that, that, that's not so hard. We started off quite easy. I thought that was a good one. Yeah. Very good. Okay, cool. Everyone knows what pagination is now. So everybody heard of cash and cached pages? And I don't mean cash as in like the money. I mean C-A-C-H-E. The cash. Yeah? Yes. Cool. So a cache stores content to reduce page load times. So if a page isn't caching properly, it might be that it's withholding something like an image. You might also notice that when you've just made a change on the site and it's not showing up. So you might need to go into incognito mode to see Mm. it cache properly. So a cached page, just to explain that, is a view of how the page looked when Google last crawled it or how you how it looks when it's now hmm. live so something that's in google's cache is means that it's stored the last snapshot it has in case the page doesn't load properly later on yeah it just speeds stuff up as well doesn't it absolutely in- so the second time you go onto a site it will load faster because hmm. it's in google's cache hmm. yeah yes beautifully um express explained thank you that noise there was blah, 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 blah. Just in case. Yeah, that's not that's not an SEO term. <laughs> no, that's just a Sarah noise. Right. Next on the list is TLDs and CCTLD. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce that? That's completely right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you've got some capitals and lowercase in there, but you can Google that bit. <laughs> so, so TLD means top level domain, and it's a domain that isn't necessarily country coded. 
example.com or .org or .info, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get you. And then you've got CCTLD. Those C's are lowercase and the TLD is an uppercase mm-hmm. there. So this means country code top level domain. So for us in the UK, it could be .co.uk. And I can't think of the top of my head of some other countries, but would it be like .fr exactly. for France? Yes, yeah, .de um, for Germany, yeah. .ie for Ireland, yeah. .ca for Canada. Do you want me to carry I think we should okay. move on. <laughs> Awesome. Very good. Okay. Cruel Budget. So you should all know what Cruel Budget is. We did an awesome podcast on it. It was best one ever. It was very exciting. exciting. <laughs> um, I, I know we have a lot of US listeners, so we might not get our sarcasm sometimes because obviously the, I don't know, ironic British dry sense of humour kind Which of thing. Which is so dry. We need some butter on ourselves. Ooh. Just move on. Um, I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so... I don't even, I can't even tell if we're being sarcastic about how exciting Cruel Budget is anymore. Anyway, Cruel Budget is how many URLs on your site Google crawls during a specific period. So it could be that Google crawls half of your site every day, or maybe on average, it crawls 80% say for the last three months. But you can work this out in Google Search Console. If you ever need to do that and you can't work it out yourself or by Googling it, just drop us a message. Yes, there we go. And we would like to talk to you. Yeah. And if you talk to us, I realise that this is a very one way because we're through a microphone. Anyway, I'm blabbing. Right, moving on. So you must have heard the term CSS. Yes. Quite a few times. Everyone's taught. And especially when it comes to web design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and the reason why um, you'll hear the term S, not SES, that's the fucking just swore. SES <gasps> is that sofa place. CSS. See, it's very easy to get confused. So, yeah. So the reason why you'll hear CSS when web design or website and things is because this stands for Cascading Style Sheets. Yeah. And it's basically how different elements should appear on a page when viewed on different devices, e.g. your H1s, fonts, coloured assets, etc. So... Just, just to give a bit more of a background. So when you have, when you put a website together, the CSS is the thing that makes it look pretty. So you've got your HTML, which is your raw, how a coder will put together a website. And then the CSS is just how you make it look pretty. Yeah? Yeah, nice, simple. Simple. Moving on to something not so simple. So Jason LD, which doesn't say Jason, it's J-S-O-N-L-D. But if you explain it to somebody and say J-S-O-N-L-D, they'll be like, you mean Jason LD. Who the hell is Jason, Hannah? <laughs> so Jason is part of developer language. So Jason LD is code that tells search engines where data belongs. So it's matching a price to a product or a blog to an article or an author to it or a date or that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, so we'll leave it at that. I, I think we can. So another one is Ajax, spelled A-J-A-X. I like saying X like that. Quite fun. Try it. X beautiful gosh i've just realized how the hell do you say that word it's asynchronous thank you javascript and xml so again that word hannah asynchronous <laughs> javascript and xml a bit fml right now <laughs> <laughs> so ajax allows a page to change dynamically without needing to reload so i'm trying to think of an example yeah, of suppose this. it's like where you've got like a not a GIF necessarily, but more like a video type thing or where you've got, say you've got like a little icon that runs across the screen, that kind of thing. I'd imagine Ajax right. is used then, I'm guessing. So you don't, because obviously if that page had to reload each yeah. time, that's when it would slow down. 
So yeah. again, I might be completely wrong because I actually, I'm not a developer and I don't know, but if somebody says Ajax to you, just think about pages changing dynamically Yes, without the need to load it again. Yeah. Cool. PHP is another one. It's hypertext preprocessor and it's another language just like Ajax used to create dynamic content. That's a bit of a confusing one because PHP doesn't even start with a P, does it? Hypertext. Oh no, good point. See, Picking, floor, picking floors in the coding language out there. Yeah. I wonder why PHP... Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked, aren't I? So we've all heard JavaScript because when it comes to SEO, JavaScript is normally a nightmare. Thanks to Barry Adams explaining <laughs> that all to everybody, saying JavaScript is evil. JavaScript is the devil. So sometimes you might have heard JavaScript and you're like, have no idea what this is. So you'll sometimes see it shortened to simply JS but that basically means JavaScript as well. And what this is, is another programmer language that allows you to insert elements like links on websites. In some cases, to quote Barry Adams, what we were just saying, JavaScript is evil because it can cause problems with search engines seeing different elements on a page when calling it, especially when used in the head of a page. So obviously you kind of need JavaScript because a big thing in SEO is user experience. And with JavaScript, you can make things do fancy stuff on your site. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you've just got to be a bit careful because it can cause problems for Google. Yep. We could go into a lot more detail on that, but let's not for now, just because we've got a lot of these to get through. Staying on the same theme then, so uh, same sort of developer context. An iframe, if you've heard of that, it's a tag to show content that's on another page. And what it does is it embeds it so that you don't have to use another page to view it. Beautifully explained. HTML, so I did sort of say that earlier, but I didn't go into that much detail. So HTML means hypertext markup language. Sounds a bit confusing, but HTML tags are the most commonly used elements for creating elements on website pages e.g titles lists paragraphs so just as a reminder html is the raw like you you right this is putting you on the spot but would you say a good sort of way of thinking of html css is that html is like the engine of your car so it's what makes your car work whereas your css is like the color and the style of your car um i'm gonna go with that yeah kind of makes sense doesn't it yeah yeah Yeah. like they're all tags at the end of the day, aren't they? But yeah, it's, I suppose you like you say, it's creating the stuff that makes it yeah. a page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah. HTTPS means hypertext transfer protocol secure. Say what? Um, so there used to be HTTP. Obviously now it's got the S on the end. You add secure. Yes. Yeah. And basically it encrypts data between website and browser, especially important for sites where you input personal or payment information. So just as another little information on this. So where you don't have the S for secure, that's sometimes when you get the error message, don't you, from yeah. Google saying, are you sure you want to go onto this page because it's not secure? Yeah. So. And it, you can just, if you ha- if your site isn't HTTPS, you just get a security certificate. Which is very important, isn't it, Hannah? Yeah, it is very important. It needs, to, it needs that S. <laughs> Okay, HT access file. Yep. Hannah, ask me what a HT access file is. What on earth is a HT access file? I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) It is a file. Did I say that word? A file. A file. File. A file. A file which usually sits on your server used for redirecting or rewriting URLs. Yeah, so the HT access file is usually, if you've never heard of it, the first time you'll ever hear of it probably is during a migration. And mm. then someone will be like, oh, you can do that in the HD access file. And you're a bit like, what the hell? 
What are so they talking about? Now you know what it is. It's a file that sits on your server and you can use it for redirects. So I'm guessing with the HD access file, rather than, so in a migration, you normally like pointing your old URLs to new URLs. Yeah. So with the HD access file, it's just a quick way of doing it rather than in doing bulk. it. Yeah, so you do it in bulk rather than by one link. By, by link. It exactly. just, so a lot of this is all about speed or making things easier. or make, But yeah. Yeah. So you could be like, if somebody's talking about migration and saying oh you're gonna have to redirect every single page you're like hang on a minute what about a ht access file there we go yeah cool the next one is ip address so again it's probably one that everybody's heard of but it actually stands for internet protocol address and they're either unique or shared so you'll get a dedicated ip address which will usually give you a faster site speed and if you get a shared ip it means that you've got the same ip for several different sites doesn't necessarily mean that you're using the same hosting it just means that you're all using the same IP. Thank you for clearing that one up. Because okay. I, yeah, because with that whole shared thing, it can get a bit confusing, can't it? Yeah. Um, okay. So on next on the glossary list is latent semantic indexing. Yep. Also, which is like JavaScript, people just, when they're talking about this, might call it as LSI. This isn't that relevant in today's SEO landscape. However, the purpose of LSI is to help Google choose the right context for a word. But there is plenty of machine learning and AI in place with RankBrain, the recent BERT, etc. that LSI could be seen as a little redundant now. So some people still refer to LSI quite a bit, so it's worth knowing what they're on about. Moving on, let's look at the knowledge graph. So again, everyone just bans that word around. A bit like LSI, Google chooses what it thinks is the most relevant data in relation to search and displays it all on the right-hand side of the results page. So if you search for something, say like Rand Fishkin, it will come up with an image and then it will say something like author, it'll give a bio. I think in Rand's case, it also even gives like his spouse's name, when his organisation was founded, all that kind of stuff. Probably give his net worth, because he's probably worth a lot, that man, isn't he? <laughs> so yeah, knowledge graph is basically knowledge about a thing or personal mm. business. These terms, yeah, because there's a couple of terms here, mean the same sort of thing. But when I first started in SEO, these terms got said a lot, and I was a bit like, what? And these are log files and log file analysis. Mm-hmm. Right, so log files record user information from page exits and page clicks to IP address and internet service provider. Log file analysis uses log files to identify trends in its users and understand what Google sees as it is crawling the site. So obviously that sort of information is very helpful in SEO. But when that first got, when I was, what's the term? Bushy eyed and wet behind the ears bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and wet behind the ears is that a thing yeah, yeah, as well yeah. people used to say this to me in like seo or i read i'd be like what yeah i'd say it's like super technical so it's, yeah. it's the next stage in advanced technical seo really isn't it log file analysis but it is what it is it's analyzing stuff it's just yeah. that it's like um it's a bit like being an seo analyst i guess that level data at the end of the day isn't it yeah really cool data oh moving on to more data type stuff so status codes Yes. How Google sees a website or file based on a response code that's sent by the server. So when you've got a page that doesn't work, can it usually be a 404, for example, which yeah. means that it can't be found. So it'll be a link that doesn't work or you've you put the link in that it's supposed to go to wrong or the page that it was going to has been deleted or that kind of stuff. So that would be a 404 and Google would see that as a 404, which doesn't just mean the page is gone. It means it can't be found. So that's not always good. No. The alternative to a 404 a lot of the time is a 410, 
Yes. Which means that the page is gone. And it's a signal to Google to say, this page isn't coming back. This isn't a mistake. This page has been deleted. It's actually gone. Stop calling it kind of thing. Yeah. A 200 status code is the one that you want because that just means everything's okay. Happy, Everything really is happy peachy and roses. Yes. 301 is a redirect. So that's a permanent mm. redirect. Yes. And you might have also heard of a 302, which is a temporary redirect yeah. but they're not i mean no you shouldn't really use those no. i mean there might be cases when you need to but yeah so yes and i mean there's loads of status codes yeah there? but these there's are the most common ones that you really should know about yes yeah so these are the ones that you'll that you need to know or the ones that are the most common url parameter mm-hmm. this is where there are values added to the original url to show where traffic has come from when landing on a page for example adding sizes and colors can add parameters why did i say it like that i don't know (laughs) parameters 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 help me out parameters thank you email campaigns will have campaign or similar in the parameterized (laughs) (laughs) you are out glad you're laughing at me there and having fun links from social media can have parameters <laughs> in twitter or facebook and if you've used internal search on a site this will often add <laughs> parameters like search or search results yeah so basically it makes the same page doesn't necessarily yeah. it's not probably not really changed that much but if just adding a filter or something like that yeah. the url will so, change so we use parameters thank you tra- for tracking campaigns so say we've got like a social campaign going on or we've got a, a like an organic social campaign in a paid one or we want to track traffic coming from our google my business page it's just a way of tracking isn't it like, yeah it is yeah and it's and it's just a way of getting the page to change as well yeah so yeah cool page rank then so it's a google algorithm named after one of its co-founders larry page google's actual so i've got this quote from google it says page rank is the measure of the importance of a page based on the incoming links from other pages in simple terms each link to a page on your site from another site adds to your page your site's page rank and not all links are equal now there was a really good bright seo talk about this in september 2019 so see if you can find that. What is important to say here is there's some, a bit of, I don't know, debate around whether page rank is still important because there was something that supposedly came in in 2006, which um, replaced it. However, Gary Ilias has since said in 2017 on Twitter, I think it was, that um, it, they do still use page rank. And the, the idea was it was just updated rather than replaced. So page rank, in my opinion, is still important. So it's important to know what it means. Thank you very much for that, Hannah. You're most welcome. Alexa rank. So you might have heard of this, some people use it, some people don't. However, Alexa.com's ranking system is updated daily. It determines the site's Alexa rank using unique visitor and page view data over an ongoing three-month period. Do you use Alexa rank? Do you use it? Yeah, it's kind of a bit like, do you know how Searchmetrics has got a graph of organic visibility? Yeah. It's that It's that kind of thing. So it just shows you a, like a its best view of organic visibility. So it is worthwhile it's like a good metric yeah it's worth yeah. having a look at definitely and if someone's talking about it definitely you yeah. know what it means exactly sitemaps then so it's understandable not to understand what a sitemap is there are two different types first one is a html and this one is for humans 
Not dogs, <laughs> parrots, pigeons. Not for pigeons, no. Um, <laughs> dogs and parrots, fine. <laughs> maybe. Um, it gives people a list of all website content to go to look at if they're struggling to find something they need. So some people still have it, usually in the footer of yeah. the site. Um, whereas the XML, this one is for Google and other search engines. So here you can provide a list of all the website pages you really want crawling. So you wouldn't put the ones with canonicals or parameters in here because mm. you don't want those ones crawling. You don't want those to be the, pe- the ones that people land on. The ones that you want people to land on, you'd put in your XML site. Because if you've got those in your XML, it will waste your crawl budget. And you know what crawl budget is because we've spoken about it. Exactly. Next on our list is Content Delivery Network, also known as CDN for short. So basically, when people are talking about this, these are groups of servers and data centers that are geographically positioned around users. By having website content available on a CDN. It means that the data is technically nearer to lots of different users in different geographical geographical areas, which means they should be able to access (laughs) your website content more quickly than if they were downloading it from the other side of the world. So yes, so CDN, if you've got speed problems, this might be an option for you. Cool. Thank you. Schema markup or structured data. Again, lots of people have probably heard about this, but not that many people know exactly what it is. To give a brief overview, so it's micro data that shows Google how the data on your page is structured. So it will show it where the price is, the product, say if it's an article, mm. it'll give details about the organization or product name. You can have loads of different types of schema markup, but it also helps Google to see what to display in search results, which is why you'll see some search results with prices and like review rating stars, whilst others won't have any. Hmm. So it's just a way of telling Google what's what on your page. Yeah, exactly. It's like, here is the price. Another term that gets banged around a lot in the SEO industry is the no index tag. So this is a tag that tells Google not to index a page. Whilst the tag stops the page being indexed by search engines, users can still get to and see the page if it's still in your navigation. Internally linked somewhere on your site or externally linked to on external sites or via bookmarks. So an example of a page that you would apply this tag to is a thank you page. So you've got a contact form on your website and you want to track track when people have filled that in so you could put a thank you page in afterwards but you don't necessarily want Google to call that because it's no value to them but it's value to the user. Very well explained. Thank you. Next one is Robots TXT. So again, we've done a podcast on this. So for more information, feel free to listen to that one. Which was again, very exciting. It was very exciting. This is a file that tells Google which areas of a site shouldn't be indexed, similar to the no index tag. So you can block all search engines or just specific ones from crawling certain areas of the site. So if you want to check out your robots txt usually you just forward slash robots.txt mm. after your homepage mm-hmm. url um but like i say for way more in-depth explanation check out our podcast mm. Mm. so another term that lots of people talk about is accelerated mobile pages also known as amp and this is what it says on the tin and is a google project which makes pages quicker to load on mobile devices now it is a Google project, but you don't necessarily need their involvement if you want to set it up because nowadays, because it's been around for a long time, there's lots of information out there, resources, plugins for things WordPress. like WordPress and, and stuff like that. But basically, it's just a way to get around pages loading solely on mobiles. Awesome. Next one, rel attribute. Everyone heard of that? Uh, yeah. Uh, So this is code which details a relationship between two pages or documents on a site. Okay, so just to explain that in an example, rel equals canonical would show Google which page is the canonical and not the canonicalized version. Yeah, 
So which is the original page and not the duplicate page? Beautiful. Okay, cool. Thank you. You've all heard of alt text, probably. Yeah. 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 So this is code that gives an image a text description for two reasons. One, because search engines can't see what's in an image and because blind or partially blind people have the same trouble. So just like Google can read the text attributed to an image to see what's in it, a blind person can use a reader to listen to what is in the image. Perfect. I don't think I need to say any more. I don't think you do. Dwell time. So this one, I quite like this. I don't know, dwell just sounds like a really cool word. You should have paused then. Dwell time. Oh, missed opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) It's not super technical, but one of those terms that floats around and it's easy to guess what it means without really knowing. So dwell time is the amount of time between when a user clicks through to your site from a search engine results page and then clicks back to search. Yes. Okay, so we are now going to talk about linking examples yeah so there's loads of ones just for linking yeah yeah so there's a lot of jargon around because obviously backlinks and linking is a big thing in seo so obviously there's going to be jargon around this so i'll start things off with deep link so when an external link points to any page on the website which isn't the home page this is when you have a deep link brilliant it's good to know what that one is Uh, yes Uh, link equity or link juice so it's basically the value in terms of authority credibility and trust that pass through inbound links so it's often used when talking about how redirecting a page can lose part of its link juice if the original is linked to in in external sites Mm -hmm. so say you've got a page which you've got some really cool links from like the bbc or espn or something like that and then you've decided to then link that page to a different page so it passes on some of its link juice effectively yes yeah disavow So, where you have sites linking to your site that you consider to be harmful, fake or spammy, you can submit a list of these in a file to Google to request that it ignores them as part of your link profile. It's best to try to get these removed first. Yes, so if you identify some bad links, it's not like the first step isn't the disavow file with google the first step is always getting in contact with that website i mean they'll probably ignore won't they yeah but yeah but didn't gary Ilias? was it gary Ilias that um or was it john Mueller who was talking about disavow recently yeah he said it's not it was john and he was just sort of saying don't get too caught up on it yeah. unless it's like a porn site linking to yours and you're it's not relevant to your industry yeah <laughs> don't worry so you've got to weigh it up really yeah. like if it's a little bit spammy but i mean because i suppose it depends how much time and resource you've got yeah. when it comes to SEO. It's a good thing to know what's pointing to you, but yeah. Yeah, and don't go too crazy with disavow, like you say, because it's always good to have a natural link profile anyway. You don't yeah. want them all to be sort of domain authority 70 yeah. plus. You want a couple of like bloggers that I've got under the DA of and 17. Don't, and I don't know if anyone will do this, but it's a bad idea, like, because obviously you, when it comes to link, you have no follow and follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so no follow is where you don't get any juice passed from that site or very little or very little or follow is where you do you might think oh maybe i'll disavow all my no follow don't do that <laughs> yeah, that's, you need that's a natural a no you need a natural link and profile awesome so citation flow is another one it's specific to the tool majestic seo and what it means is it's a score of 100 that's given to a url based on the number of links that point to it so obviously the higher the better so yes. obviously like your home page it's probably got lots of links to it so your site would have a certain citation flow. And then if you compared that to like a direct competitor, they would have a different citation flow. Yes. Cool. And then 
I believe we've got one more. And then it's feature time. Yeah, it is. Okay, so the last one is Trustflow. Also, specific to Majestic SEO, Trustflow looks at the backlink profile of a site, how many quality links there are, if they're relevant, etc. Link builders use this to target sites to link to yours because even if a link in site has a high DA, it doesn't necessarily mean their backlink profile is trustworthy and not fake or just rubbish. So again, it's just another metric to use. Are you being attacked by something? It's a tiny fly. Did you shower this morning? <laughs> no. <laughs> I got up really early. <laughs> really early? Do you mean yeah. really late? No, I got no, I got up really early. Oh. Time to shower as well. I'm gonna shower later. <laughs> Need to exercise first. Anyway. <laughs> right. I believe it's time for the quiz. It is time for a quiz. Are you ready? Always ready, Hannah. Awesome. So in the spirit of technical jargon and um, in the spirit of sharing and caring, my husband Dom has helped me with this. Aww. And what he's done is... He's a good egg. <laughs> he is. He's looked at um, military acronyms and he wants me, to, well, he wants you to guess whether it, what I'm telling you is a real military acronym or not. Or a fake one. Yeah. Okay. So, first one is dog, D-O-G. Now, I know that there is dog tag, because they have dog tags in the military. They do, yeah. yeah. So, but I can't see how it would be an acronym, because that's what I do. So, I'm going to say false. That is correct. It is false. Second one is Sam, S-A-M. So, what could Sam mean? Sa- see, right, you'd have a soldier called Sam. Mm-hmm. And it might get a bit confusing if you've also got an acronym called Sam, because it'd be like, Sam, get the Sam, Sam, Sam. So I'm going to say that isn't an army acronym. It is. So that means surface to air missile. Ah, so that what I got that one wrong. Yeah. KFC. <laughs> like the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously it's KFC, but would it also be something that they use... No, it's KFC. It can't be something else. That's correct. It um, does mean Kentucky Fried Chicken. How about KFS? Oh. I don't like the way he's done this. This is too easy. KFS. You just don't want the forfeit, do you? I really don't. No, because I reckon you're trying to throw me off the scent with the KFC. So no, KFS isn't. It is. It means knife, fork and spoon. Oh, uh, next one is SQDN. SQDN. Mm-hmm. What could that be? Well, you have a squad, don't you, in the army? Sort of, yes. Mm, squad. Go on, I'm going to say true. Squadron. Yeah. Mm. Boo boo. B U B U. I mean, a soldier might be like, oh, I've got a boo boo. You think? See, that sounds so ridiculous that it might be. So I'm going to go yes. Okay, that one is fake. So it actually means a slang word used in the northeast for the hottest, most beautiful women. Oh. Boo-boo. Hannah, you're my boo-boo. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're in my squadron. (laughs) Um, Next one is snafu, S-N-A-F-U. Well, F-U too. Snafu. Would an army person say snafu? Maybe if he sneezed. <laughs> you're just trying to throw me off the stent now aren't you um true uh yes that is correct it means situation normal or fucked up yeah 
<laughs> which I like. Uh, next one is Toto, T-O-T-O. <laughs> no, that is a band, isn't it? Yes. It's an American rock band from Los Angeles. Yeah. Impressed. Um, Womble, W-O-M-B-L. Okay, so obviously there's Remember Your Womble, but it could also be an acronym for something that um, they... I'm going to go with yes. That one is a fake. It is just the fictional pointy-nosed fairy creature. Ah, so did I win or did I lose? There's one more. Oh, hang on. So if I get this... Hold on. Okay, so one... Two, three. Oh, yeah. If you get this wrong, we're on a draw. Oh, okay. So it means we both have to do the forfeit. Okay. Okay. Bimble. B I M B L E. Bimble. Go on. Yes, that is real. It is basic infantry maneuver, but lacking enthusiasm. Hey. So that is correct. Which means it's just me doing the forfeit. Okay. What would you like the forfeit? Sticking on the acronym front. God, it's been a whole acronym <laughs> podcast, this has. Does your brain hurt? Is it melting? It is a bit. Okay, so using um, your name, Hannah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want you to pretend that is an acronym and you've got to come up with terms that it describe yourself. So, for example, with Sarah, it would be sexy, <laughs> ambitious. I feel like I'm doing my Tinder profile. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yep. So, there we go. So, with Hannah. Yep. Hungry. Annoying, nuisance, naughty, uh, amphibious, <laughs> hopeful. Uh, amphibious? I'm not really amphibious. It's a bit of a lie, but that's why it's the naughty in the other one. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Just the first ones that came to the top of my mind. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I believe that's this. That is. So if you would like to be on the podcast, what do people need to do? They need to get in touch with us. Or your agent can get in touch with us. Or your agent your can get can in speak touch to with our us. People. But yes, no, there's lots of different ways. So we have an email address, hello at seosaspodcast.com. The podcast is on Twitter, seo underscore sas. I'm on Twitter, Sarah McDuck. We're both on LinkedIn. I think that's all the ways. And yes, and we hope your brain isn't melting because I know we got a bit technical on that front but we hope that after listening to this episode you're more clued up and next time someone says what's your hd access file you now know what is it don't put me on the spot like that it's the quick the quick way of dealing with all your redirects there we go (laughs) but yes and we do ask a bit of a favor so if you do enjoy listening to our podcasts and you think more people should listen or you think it's going to be valuable for other people you just want to be nice to us you just want to be nice to us please do give us a review on your podcast playing platform can i just also say we have we have a negative review on there we've got a one star on apple podcasts and whoever left the one star didn't leave us any actual constructive feedback they just left us one star which i found like I, I was really upset oh because i think that's just mean you don't just tell people that you don't like them without telling them why come on own up that one star person tell us why or actually what i much prefer is lots more people to give us a five so that it doesn't average out at four anymore and we actually get back to five stars yes please do please please, please. please. i think we need to say goodbye goodbye bye